As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Shooter Magooter. What's up, Shoots? Not a lot. Uh, back from vacation, just trying to get back into the world, you know? Oh, yeah. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough to shake off, like, the post-vacation like rust. Yep. I always find that I need a buffer day, so I'll plan vacations accordingly so that I'm home and settled and I have a whole 24 hours of nothing to do because I can't go from vacation mode right back into work mode the next day. Yeah, I feel like I need a vacation from my vacation. Right, the buffer day. Like, yeah, and then as I do that secondary vacation, kind of ease myself back into social situations. Right. So, I you should try the buffer day. Okay. The, the buffer day is a great it's a great move, but you have to plan accordingly and sometimes it means leaving like a day early from things. Yeah. I feel like my buffer day was pretty much just getting home early from wherever I was and ordering food and playing video games, watching sports, and maybe a couple of naps mixed in there. You know, yeah, things that's, like that. that's, that's a buffer day. Yeah, but I feel like that's what happens. Speaking of sports, if you haven't noticed, I have my Kelly Green Eagles shirt on. I have my new Eagles hat. I pick a new Eagles hat for every season. I wear it for the entirety of the season. If we win a Super Bowl, I'll wear it next season. Last year, we got damn close for a repeat hat yep. year. But uh, as we know, Patrick Mahomes paid off the refs. It was a whole thing. They paid off the sod guy, so they fucked with the turf. The Eagles got hosed. It's a whole thing. It's going to come out in a, a scandal, uh, I think, this year. Oh, uh, nice they're little, doing, they're little doing, Bravo NFL crossover. Yeah, they're doing a uh, an investigation funded by me. Um, so far, they haven't found anything, but I'm I'm confident. That sounds about right. Um, I will say, if the Eagles do not, if they have an influencer day, and we don't get invited. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Well, <laughs> how do we start to promote ourselves? We just tag the Eagles in every clip that we do. Just start tagging. Anytime that one of us has any article of Eagles clothing, which will be you know 95 percent of the episodes, pretty much from here until February. We'll tag them in it. Well, it's going to be a mix of Phillies and Eagles stuff because we got there's a lot happening in the city of Philadelphia. Now, Schwarby hit a home run to lead off the game about 45 minutes ago. It's a good time to be a Philly fan in general, uh, isn't it? Always though, isn't it? All we're just better than everybody else. Last year was pretty rough with the second places. Shh, last Big second place here was stop. not the best. It's it's it was water under the bridge. Exactly. I'm talking about last yeah, year. Yeah, it's the playoffs, <laughs> but. <laughs> Anyway, this is our midweek episode, so as you know, we got to do our power rankings. But before we get to that, I had a uh, lovely birthday dinner last night downtown. Oh, yeah. Everybody wish Steele a happy birthday. I kept it under the radar for the entire day, and like, there's a woman at the gym that shares a birthday with me, and she came in, and she was so excited. She's like, oh, it's your birthday. I was like, shh. She's like, shut up. I was like, you <laughs> shut your mouth. I was like, do not... Let everybody hear dinner know. with my wife. Nobody else knows what's going on. All right. I didn't post or repost anything yep. until the day ended, and then I reposted Dev stuff because it was cute. And of course, I'm gonna repost my wife's stuff. Of course. But I'm not. No, I do not like to get any kind of praise for my birthday. I don't like the awkward like "Happy Birthday." And then you gotta sit there, ah, oh, thanks. And well, then I feel like it's probably good to move on from like Facebook. I, I, I yeah. feel like that's where you get the majority of people. That you haven't talked to in 15 years. And I don't know how the fuck they still know. Because I remember back in the day, they used to prompt you and say, oh, it's Steel Russell's birthday. Reach out to him and say hello. Yeah. But now it's just like, you really have to go digging deep. Or you have a calendar with people's birthdays on it, which I know people that do that too. I, I know people that do that. But I also think it's weird that, you know, just yeah. because we were acquaintances or maybe we friended one another like 10 years ago. I don't reach out to people I don't know and go, oh, happy birthday, stranger. Yeah, because then you're obligated to respond, and if you don't, then you're the asshole. It's just a mixed-up world, and I don't want any part of it. You know? you know what? Public service announcement. Stop wishing people happy birthday if you don't know them. If, yes. you, are, if you are Facebook friends, but you don't know the person, it, let put it this way. If you don't know the person's mother's name. No, no, no. If you haven't spoken to the person outside of a happy birthday post in the last... Five years? Just don't. Five. Okay. Five's a cutoff. Five's a good, five's yeah. a good cutoff. Five's a good cutoff. All right. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, uh, let's move on to some news. And the first thing I want to talk about is Erica Jane's show. Now, 
if you've been paying attention to social media, you might have noticed that ticket sales seem to be down because they're selling tickets for, I saw one post for $7. I saw another post for $1. I'm not giving too much merit to that. It could be true. It's probably true, but this is my question. What does a residency actually mean? How many shows is she doing? Multiple shows a day? Residency to me says one show a day. That's what I would think, right? Five days plus a week. Okay. If Billy Joel was out there doing residency shows, which he does, I think he did it at Madison Square Garden last year, sure, you're going to get high ticket sales. You're going to have higher ticket prices. It's Erica Jane. It's in Vegas. Nobody... Wait, I'm not even really going to have a residency at Madison Square Garden. Yes, he, did. Resi- he had it last year. Isn't a residency? It's a, that's a recurring. It's like, thing. it's like a month long residency. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was there. Okay. He was okay. there Monday through Friday, I believe, or maybe it was like Tuesday through Saturday with Sunday and Monday off. Gotcha. All and right, he went then. every night, and it was awesome. She, she's kind of catching a stray in all of this, but it's Erica Jane. Like Tuesday, seven o'clock, and you're in Vegas. Sure, yeah. If tickets are a dollar, I'll be like, yeah, I got nothing else going on. I lost all my money on roulette. I'll go over and check out Erica Jane for a little bit. I'm probably not staying for the whole show. I'm probably leaving because I, again, went for a dollar. But she's not going to raise these huge ticket prices. People in the Bravo world act like she's some huge superstar. She's not. I think I'm going to play devil's advocate here, kind of leapfrogging off of what you're saying. In order to know how bad it is to charge $7 a ticket, what do other residencies of a similar scale to Erica Jane what are they that's charging? The, I think that's the problem. You know what I mean? I don't think that there are residencies on a similar scale to Erica Jane because she is only big because of Bravo. No, I understand. She got the that. residency through Bravo. But I'm saying, as far as let's just say venue size, period. Like yeah. other venues that because I saw the the map of her venue, it's not massive. So I wonder other venues of that size that are doing a residency. Probably the same. I you would think imagine they're charging seven dollar tickets. Yeah, probably. Can somebody do some digging for us? This is. It's also <laughs> not a uh, price controlled thing. I'm sure that fluctuates. The post that I saw was like StubHub or you know Game Time or whatever that one of those apps. So people are just kind of selling them off and like maybe they bought the entire month thinking, whoa, this could be a big hit around BravoCon. Like as people start to gear up towards that, oh. I'll be able to charge more for them. Let me just get these first couple out of the way. Could be I something want, like that. I, I really don't know how that works. I feel like there's more to this story than just she she can't fill seats all the time. I don't know though. I, what is she, is she singing, dancing? Like it's I guess, a, yeah. It's a it. I would say it, it's a singing forward show. She's a singer and a performer, so I'm assuming it's performances of her songs. Maybe a couple of covers in there. Maybe a couple of dance routines. And there's got to be a moment where she breaks it down and goes, "All right, everybody, let's chat for a minute," and then whips her hair and then like sits down in a chair and gets deep. That's pretty good. That's that's that kind of what I think. Really good impression. That's my Erica Jane. That's but my EJ. It's <laughs> look. I mean, if it's a Wednesday night and there's not a lot of people there, and she's looking to the audience and she does something like that, like it's got to be kind of a mood killer, right? I don't know, man. I think we've talked about people it for out too there. Long. Just, <laughs> I I know. This is just me trying to wrap my head around it. I'll need more. I need video footage of what it's like. And I don't want that bullshit propaganda where it shows a sold out show and then it's a weird cut. And then all of a sudden Erica Jane's on stage. Right. Give me a real glimpse of what it's like. Somebody from like the mid-level, give us like a scan of the room. Yeah, it's got to be from a phone. I I also don't want Erica Jane posting it out because if she reposted it, it's probably fake too. And a review. I would love a review from an unbiased fan. Breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Not Zach because he loves Erica. So it's not, I don't think it's unbiased. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Anyway. Other than that, and this is going to kind of leapfrog us into Atlanta, obviously the other news being Roslick is back. We are covering that on Friday's episode, so we're not going to dig too far into it now. I will say the reception seems to be solid. People seem to like it. People are happy that it's back. We'll see how it goes. Do you think that it got a better reception because the other shows are so down this past year that I think Isn't that, that how it always happens though. Well, I think that like they have a golden opportunity here to make an actual comeback. If they had to go up against much stronger shows, like if Bravo had had a better showing as far as like, that's what's weird. I guess the views have been up for a lot of shows just because of the scandals. But as far as the content they're putting out, I would say it's not the best seasons. Mm-hmm. Even Atlanta, which we enjoyed, everyone's saying was not their best season to the point that they're talking about a reboot now. I think that Salt Lake is at the perfect time to try to jumpstart everything because everything else is kind of meh. I think that we actually talked about this just because Steele and I were trying to figure out logistics, which we are not good at. No, we're not. And it's going to be a... It's going to be a tough road ahead of us, honestly, because I think uh, Southern Charm airs tonight or tomorrow night, tomorrow night, Thursday night. So we've gonna, we're going to have Southern Charm in there. We're going to have 
Roslick in there. We're going to have, uh, I guess, the tail end of Atlanta. Do we ever get confirmation on how many reunions there is? There's only two. It's a two-parter. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, and then, obviously, we've got the tail end of OC that's going to be coming out, and then their reunion. That'll kind of throw us into everything else with Beverly Hills coming back in November. So we were trying to figure out logistically where everything works. But what I will say is we've been doing this for over a year now. How many times have we gone through a show and we're like, all right, we're just ready for it to be over. It was okay. And then it stunk. And now we're bored. And now we've got the reunion and there's seven parts to get through. And then there's something else behind the paywall that we need to talk about then. And then we start watching something like OC. Right. First three episodes of OC, we're like, this is such a nice change up. This is fun. This is great. By episode four, five, six, and seven, I was ready to jump off the ship. I don't think we made it that deep. I think it was episode two. We both were like, no. Nah. Well, I think that, yeah, I know. That's actually true. I think we did go through episode one and two in the first review that we did. Yeah. And then the third one, we're like, all right, you know, we'll see. And then, yeah. And then I think it, it quickly fell off a cliff from there. But I feel like that happens with every show. Like, we get kind of tired of them because they drag them out too long and there's too much. Bullshit well, Atlanta we got up. through without getting Atlanta's it. fine. I have yeah. no issues with Atlanta at all. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited for Salt Lake. Uh, I'm glad it had a good reception. I hope they have a good comeback season. I felt like an idiot last year. All I did was talk it up. We finally got to watch it. It was your first time watching it, and mm-hmm. it was awful. It wasn't. And that's the funny thing is the first couple episodes of that were pretty good, they too. They were fine, yeah. It's just they go down these weird paths. And I do think that Bravo needs something like Salt Lake because it's different. Like, yes... I, I mean, for the most part, they're still arguing about the same shit. But as far as the lifestyle, it's a little different with the Mormonism that comes into everything. I want to know more about We that. need more about the Mormon stuff because that's going to differentiate it from something like Beverly Hills. Like, yes, we've got money. We've got fuck you money as well. Okay. What are we doing differently? Not a whole lot, honestly. They got so fuck you, you Mormon money, which is Yeah, like which is huge. I mean, that's religious money. So I, I don't know. I, I really do hope that they do well because one, it's good for Bravo. Two... I think they've got some good people on the show, and obviously Mary Cosby coming back is going to help a lot. Mm. So we'll just see where it goes, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, and then the last thing is there's some evidence coming out now that Courtney from Atlanta, cousin Courtney, unverifiable cousin Courtney, had a residence in Tampa. Did you stop yourself from saying residency? I did. Okay. All right, yeah. See, I didn't know what to make of this, though. Like, that was so what? Like, uh, Ralph was apparently going to Tampa. I don't, I don't give a shit. I have theories that we'll get to you later. You think they're hooking up? I have theories we'll get to later. Leave oh, it wow. there. Uh, because first, we got to talk about like Roni. residence was in Alabama. Hey. Oh, I, see, it's always safer in that to just say Texas because I'm from Texas. So we can just lean on the, oh, Steel's from there. It's not that bad. No, no, I do not care. <laughs> Sorry to our Alabama fans. He's JK. But we're in Roni or we're back with Roni. And once again, love the episode. I love this show as a whole. I've thoroughly enjoyed since episode one. There, there's been, I think, one episode where I was kind of like, eh. But even then, it wasn't bad. I think that was like the third one, maybe. It was, yeah, like the third or fourth one kind of just thrown in the middle. It wasn't bad. It was it wasn't, fine. Because I think we're so used to that something being bad because we're annoyed by something that's been dragging on for too long. Really, yeah. that's our only gripe with these shows. That's actually a good point. Is when something drags on for too long and we're like, all right, enough. They haven't done that. They kind of nip things in the bud and then start something else. And it might be between the two same people and it's just kind of stirring more things up. But for the most part, they do a pretty good job of cleaning up and apologizing and doing this and that. So... Nothing really to complain about. I've been enjoying it. That's a good point. You know what I loved about this whole episode? What's that? They started out with Thursday, December 22nd. Yeah. I was like, yes, we got a timeline. And then even later, they did a two weeks later yep. thing. This is no, There were a lot mean. of things to go into. Like Jenna said that she had her surgery on January 3rd. Yes. Like it was so easy to follow. Timelines. Give me the goddamn timeline. <laughs> now I know. Timeline. We have one episode that encompasses before Christmas. And then well after Christmas, because they don't go to, they go to Antigua or Anguilla? Anguilla? Anguilla, which I thought it was I thought it was Anguilla. It definitely is. It's double L. But everyone said Anguilla. I don't know if I trust them. I don't know. But they are much more likely to go there than we are. They have money, so that means they've been there. Well, they flew coach. How much money do they have? (laughs) More than us, dude. More than us. But let's jump into it. We start out with Sai and Uba. We finally have Uba back. Thank God. Yep. We need Uba back in our lives. She is COVID-free. And what I want to touch on from this scene, I love the fact that Uba, who is a supermodel, 
Booba, who is in high fashion frequently, openly admits, like, yeah, when I shop on my own, I'm kind of clueless. I yeah. love that. Yeah. She's not faking it, like, oh, I know exactly what to get. She's like, no, I have designers. It's tailored to me exactly. Like, I don't usually have to go shop for myself, so I'm kind of like, help me out. That's yeah. kind of cool it's to hear. Relatable. It's weird to see, like, a model like that be relatable. Yeah, I know. I really enjoy the fact that she said that, but what I did not enjoy about this scene, I'm, I'm confused, all right? So, this is the first time... And it's talked about multiple times throughout this episode, but this is the first reference to the gift bags that Jenna gives out. Mm -hmm. In those gift bags, there's a lot of collabs. So she does a lot of collaborations with a lot of companies. I'm assuming with nice companies and it's nice shit, but it has her name on some of the boxes. And Sai complains about the gift bags because of the collabs, implying that Jenna's trying to push her shit on them so they'll post about it. And like, that's Sai's job. She gets paid to post about things. So while I understand that, what I don't understand is, do you think that Jenna needs you to promote herself? Because I don't think she does. I don't I think, think she Jenna's would be doing it bigger she, than all of them. I think she needs it. You think Jenna needs yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's because it's not, it's not Jenna Lyons, J. Crew collabed with another big brand. It's always Jenna Lyons with, and then pretty much name redacted. Like we haven't seen one other name on the collab. So I think she's trying to do this as kind of like her side thing, and she's doing a couple other things, whatever. I think. They, they do kind of explain it at the end when they say that she posted it on Instagram. She did a boxing video and she threw it in there and she took a second to say, this is my collab with whoever, blah, blah, blah. And then she tagged all of them in it. She wants them to repost it. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Like, I if, agree with that. I agree that like she wants some kind of repost, but I don't think that it should be painted in this severely negative light. Like it, She's still giving you free shit. And in that one box of stuff or the bag of stuff, the only, there was one thing out of like the 10 things in there that was Jenna Lyons related. I don't think that it's worth, I don't know. I think size giving perspective, I'm not really even, because again, like, yes, if somebody just gave me gifts over and over again, and at the bottom of it, it was something that they're working on. It's like, all right, whatever, like, yeah, I'll support a friend. I don't really care. But size giving a little bit of perspective, and she's noticing that every single gift that she gives always has some sort of collab in there. That's something that she did, something that she's worked on. It's not a passion project of hers. It's a business. Do you think that it's, it takes away from the genuineness yes. of the gift? I okay. think so. I, I think so for sure. And I think that, look, I'm not like a huge size supporter. I feel like she kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. But after seeing exactly what she does, this is exactly what she does. This is how she earns a, earns a living. So now she's kind of bringing that whole world into a gift. Now, look, if I was giving you a gift all the time and every time that we had like dinner or something together, I brought something over and yeah, I threw something in the bottom of it. As long as neither of us has to post it, nobody really cares. Who gives a shit? It's fine. It's whatever. She didn't say post it. I know. But if I posted a boxing video of, hey, I'm going to bring this over to Steele's house and then I threw something of mine in there that like I really wanted you to do and tagged you in it, you think it's you're going to feel obligated. Yeah, it's tacky. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't see... have a huge issue with it. That's like... Maybe that's where I'm at. Yeah. They, they have a sticking point again because they have a show and they want to talk about these things and they right. kind of have like issues with Jenna overall with some of this shit. But yeah, something like that, I feel like it would kind of irk me. Okay. I, I can see both sides of it. I think the big thing for me that I couldn't get over is the way that Cy and then Bryn talks about it later about them wanting to push it to their followers. I'm like, Jenna doesn't need you guys to promote herself, really. Like, Jenna Lyons is... She, we don't know that. I don't know, dude. I guess I know not she's big, like, we are... But, yeah, we know that she's big, she's cool, but she's not, you know, Gucci. Like, yeah, you don't need to push Gucci on people. Like, if it's a Gucci collab, sure, whatever. But it's a know. Jenna Lyons collab. Maybe it's we're... not a J. Crew collab or whatever other big company that she wants to work for. I could be reading too far into it, but Maybe. the next I think thing... you're just a Jenna supporter. I, I turn a little bit this yep. episode. Mm. Yeah. But the next thing they discuss is Aaron being upset. And this, is, this pisses me off. And this is why with Cy repeatedly, week in, week out, it's two steps forward, three steps back. Uba even says to Sai, yeah, that's shitty, Yeah. period. You shouldn't have left. Order a pizza. I love that move. Is it like, would it be a little weird for, like, let's say, you know, just for the sake of this being easy, Domino's walks in with a pizza. I understand if you're in New York and you order Domino's pizza, fuck you. But let's say Domino's walks in with a pie. Yeah, I'm sure people would have something to say. But to Uba's point, at least you're staying. Yeah. I think Sai's biggest problem in this and the other issues that we've had with her so far, which have all been food-centric, weirdly. If she just explained it instead of nagging, instead of complaining, like, 
just explain where you're coming from. If you ordered a fucking pizza and they walk into the party and you have to run out and grab a pizza, come back in and Aaron comes over and she's like, why'd you get a pizza? There's food here. Starving. And then explain it and say, hey, I'm starving. I'm a pescatarian. I can't eat this. I decided to get a pizza because I didn't want to leave and be rude. Great. Aaron, if Aaron had an issue with that, we would all look at that and be like, all right, Aaron, shut the fuck up. Yeah, Aaron, let it go. Relax. She stayed. She's good. She didn't say goodbye. That's the biggest thing. And they all said hi to her like 30 seconds after Cy. Cy was leaving while they were splitting off to go say hi to Aaron. It's not like she didn't have an opportunity. She's making it out to be like Aaron's the asshole, and I have an issue with that too. The biggest issue is that Cy goes, I apologized. When? No, she didn't. You actually vehemently did not apologize. You made a point to say, I'm not sorry, multiple times that you don't give a shit, essentially. And then you lie to Uba on TV again. And maybe they'll learn like as they get into this more and more. It's their first season. But like, hey, microphone, camera, we're going to see it. How would it. that not be? Like, if you were in one of these shows, wouldn't that be in the back of your mind all the time? That's when I always wonder. I wonder if they say certain things and as soon as it comes out of their mouth, they go, fuck. Yeah. Like, I mean, probably. I, I hope so. But the next scene we get is um, Jenna and her brother, Spencer. Uh, he's in from California. And they're walking around Rockefeller Center. And this is to, to my point. This is a, a credit towards me, I think. Not me, Steel Russell. Just like, yourself. <laughs> no, to like my <laughs> argument. Let me clarify. Jenna Lyons is, is part of like rehabbing the Rockefeller Center area. Like mm-hmm. she's big enough to be helping out with a project of that magnitude. That's where I start to question like, do she, does she really need Bryn and Cy to repost her shit? Like she's big enough to the point where she is helping out with decorations for the Rockefeller. Christmas thing. She's helping out getting stores into Rockefeller Center to make it more approachable of an area, to make it more like revamp it. Let me, maybe you'll agree with this. Okay. Picture it this way. She doesn't need it, but she wants it. Okay. Because Jenna cannot turn off the businesswoman inside of her. That's a really. Everything okay. she does is a business play. That, I fuck with that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, that one, that resonates. That Thank just, you. That just popped in. So yeah, yeah that's go. good. I like cool. that. All right. We're, see, there same you go. page. The bros are on the same page today. Good. <laughs> but. She's talking about she's never been on a girl's trip, and we've heard this before. This is technically the first real one because a drive up to the Hamptons is different than taking a flight to, uh, we're going to have to figure out how to call it, like what to call it, Anguilla. Anguilla. Let's call it Anguilla for now because they're calling it Anguilla. There's no way that's right. It doesn't even feel right, but maybe it is. But they're talking about going to Anguilla, and she's talking about how she's insecure about her skin, and we've already heard that she has a genetic disorder where she has blotchy skin and she does not like the look of it we find out later that it's also her teeth like fall out like Mm -hmm. she has a lot of things that she has to deal with and obviously a lot of sympathy there but as we get into it more and more and obviously when we get to the trip later and the fact that she goes a couple of days early while i do think that she obviously has to deal with all these things and it's a big issue that she has in her life and it's really difficult and i'm sure it leads to an immense amount of insecurities and understandably so i would be insecure too that being said, she looks fantastic. She always looks great. She carries herself very well. But to me, it feels like after watching later that this was an opportunity to set herself up to look better when she ends up not going early and kind of does her own thing. I feel like Jenna is more calculated and as the girls all point out, much more of a diva than we actually think she is. I think I, I think that is absolutely true. I think she's way more of a diva than we've been presented to see for the first seven episodes mm. however i don't really have an issue with her going early as i it didn't is. either i have I no either. issue at all because one i don't think that any of the women are actually giving her sympathy on this because they're so honed in on the fact that she wanted to go early or she decided to go early because she found a business class seat instead of the coach seat secondly if i had jenna lyon's money you think i'm fucking sitting in coach on a three-hour flight to anguilla well, here's the no difference. chance, and I think this is what gets kind of lost in the sauce a little bit. Sai actually calls attention to it later, and rightfully so. I do not think the issue is going early. I do not think the issue is her taking a business class flight. I don't think the issue is anything that she did. I think the issue is not verbalizing it. Yeah, okay. and yeah. that it kind of relates to everything she does. You know, when she had the Christmas thing and decorating her tree with her kids. Hey. Just say that. Yeah. You can tell them that you're decorating the tree and you don't want to go to this event. That's a reasonable excuse. This is also, hey, I'm going to go down a couple days early and hang out. I'll meet you guys down there. I'm going to take a business class flight. I'll see you when you get there. I think that part of the part of the issue is she decided, and we saw that in that moment when uh, Aaron comes over and brings her soup. 
she confides into Aaron and she even says like I've seen friend Aaron I've seen friend Aaron now I'm seeing mom Aaron I really want her to like give me a hug whatever I think she was confiding in Aaron Aaron spun the choice to make it a shady I liked it I, I think it's good it plays I for the show it. it plays for the Certainly show plays for the show it also tells me that somebody that I thought has been so far up Jenna's ass to yep. try to get on her good side I'm like okay Aaron like you want to stand the alone response a too bit. when she got called out right away because Cy brought it up later she goes right there, and she's like, Aaron told us that. She's like, and Aaron's laughing. Yeah. Because she knows what she did, and I think that that's entirely fine. I also think, and this, maybe I'm not wrong, maybe I'm not right about this, but I do think that Jenna needs moments like this where she gets called out like that. I firmly this is agree. putting your ass to the fire. Yep. Hey, you're in a group of women right now. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to talk about each other. If you confide in one of us that you didn't like something, we're going to tell the other person, yep. or we're going to give you the opportunity to do it yourself. When you don't do it yourself, we're going to tell the other person and you're going to go on roast in front of everybody. Just get with the program, figure it out. And I think this is really going to kind of push her and we're going to be able to see towards the end of the season whether she kind of keeps that rolling or if she stays in her own shell. If she stays in her shell, she's going to have a hard time. I firmly agree. That's well said. Uh, the next scene that we have is Bryn and her brother, Darius, and they're hiking in L.A. randomly. So I guess they meet in L.A. He works in Seoul, uh, Korea as a or at an english school and mm -hmm. they meet halfway in la because she's from new york it actually weirdly makes it sense. works out geographically it works yeah out. but they're going on a hike and it's just it's interesting and i'll always be interested in bryn's backstory and hearing about kind of the juxtaposition of how her brother handled it versus how she's handled it and they both seemingly are doing well considering right yep. they're doing pretty well given the challenges that they faced growing up but she credits him a lot with like, you know, you're able to handle yourself so well and blah, blah, blah. He very quickly is like, I just compartmentalize better. Yeah. The only difference between me and you is I, I bury it better than you do. And they both admit like, yeah, if I got married, I'd be divorced three times by now. He's like, yeah, me too. And that's the part of this that I had not really dove that far into is how her family relationships as a child is affecting her relationships now. And it seems like such an obvious one that I should have put together earlier. But once they brought it to light, then I was like, oh, duh. This makes so much sense why she gets so close to marriage, why she gets so close to yeah. taking the next step. And then is like, oh, fuck, I need to back off. And she says it too. That's scary. Given what her experience is with family, family means run. Right. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And I don't think that we even sat here over the last couple of weeks and condemned her for anything like that. No, not at all. We at least try to operate from a perspective of, we don't know the full story. Mm -mm. Hey, we're getting a little bit of information. Thanks for sharing. We're not going to rip you apart and start digging into it and be like, well, you, you can't commit and that's your problem there. <laughs> like, no, we're not going to do that. So we're going to sit here and we're going to actually analyze the situation and let things come out as they will. Yep. We didn't know everything that was going on. And now we kind of put those two together and there it is. There yeah. you go. We're now, if we want to analyze her friendships because of that, you could do that. Because that's the most that we're getting. Now, I, I don't really know. I, we don't have enough information to do that quite yet. But we're she, getting there. She's, she's not bad. We're kind of getting a feel for how Bryn operates and how her psyche works. She seems to be one of those. Yeah, she gets really upset. But then she even says, I can't be upset at you when you look that good to Jenna. When she was pissed at Jenna before she walked in the door. She was then even she's trying not. to stay pissed because she's like, I can't ever stay mad because she does the baby voice. Yeah. And it does the clips of all the baby voices. Like, yep. oh yeah, I never even noticed and that. And that's fine too because we also see the way that she thinks about situations. Like she pissed off Aaron. She expects to be forgiven almost instantly because yep. she's cute. Yep. And that's what she does. And the funny thing is, Aaron has forgiven her a couple of times because yep. she's cute. Like it works out, I guess. And it, it does look, work. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't piss me off because all of these issues that she has, whether it's her being the perpetrator or not, they don't really bother me to begin with. So no I'm way. happy that we're not harping on them and people right. just forgive her right away. That's why it I works. Think that's the key. That is the key yeah. because in other franchises, we would be stuck on this shit. Like Drew accusing Courtney of calling her a bitch for the yeah. last four episodes when no one cares, man. They, everyone calls each other a bitch on that show. On all the shows, they call each other a bitch. That was such a non-point. In this show, in Roni the Reboot, if it's something dumb, they are able to get over it because, ah, you're cute, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, no, that's and I, I think that the only thing that's going to last from all of this, at least the past couple of episodes, is Bryn flirting with Abe. Yeah. Because that's going to have to come back while they're in Anguilla. But they need to they need to address that because... They have to. I, I fully agree we'll with that. I, I think, yeah, and I think that Aaron does have to address that, and I think that they will. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that. But 
But we get the two weeks later thing and all Bravo shows take note, start giving us more timelines. And I want to jump directly to Jessel and Pavit. We actually get, because we've been pretty hard on Jessel up until this point, right? And her relationship with Pavit. We have not gotten to see, and you know, I will admit when we jump to, not a conclusion, but when we don't have all the evidence and maybe we go a little bit harder than we should have because we get to see something from Pavit here. I did not like Pavit in this scene no, at no, all. I couldn't figure it out. No, it was bizarre. And I was like, okay, well, we were quick to jump the gun with Jessel and rightfully so in a lot of ways. Like, I didn't love how she talked to him, but we're seeing the other side of it now. It's like, Jessel's going on the girls' trip to Ang- Anguilla Guila. Can we call it something? Can we have a nickname call for it, it? Call it Anguilla. We're right. There's no way we're wrong about this. Bang, bang, ang. That's where we're going. Uh-oh. Harder <laughs> to say. Anyway, go on. <laughs> we're going on vacation, and she's going with the girls on this trip for a few days. Pavit's like, I'm going to Vietnam for a few days. Alone. Yeah. What do you mean? Weird. Like, and then she's like, for what? He's like, just to go. It's like, well, you, don't, you don't do that. Three though. days? You don't. 20-hour flight? You're going to go for three days? But what's the reason? If There's, I told Deb. For a bon me sandwich. If I told Deb. <laughs> by the way, there, I guarantee you, it may not be as good as Vietnam. Probably really good, it's though. It's quite close. Yeah. You're in New York City. There's going to be a fantastic bon me shop there. I promise you. I you promise. you probably Yelp get it from a street vendor. That's the problem. They don't know the New York City. Oh, that's a good point. They're from Dallas. That's so he doesn't point. know where to get bon me. Then so go he... to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Go to Fort Worth. He's going to go to Vietnam for a few days to blow off some steam. I don't understand how he can like get away with just saying, I'm just going to go. If I told Dev, I'm, hey, I'm going to go on a little trip. Just I need to unwind. I'm going to go by myself. Okay, where are you going? Vietnam. Yeah. What? I'm going to Florida to go sit on a beach and drink a little bit. I'm going to Anguilla to go They're sit still... on the beach. I'm going to the homeland. I'm going to go fly over to Ireland to go sit around there and eat some potatoes all day. But People there... got mad about that. You're going to piss somebody off again. We got so much shit for that one comment you made about a potato like a month ago. Tell me I'm wrong. But my point is, even if I wanted to go to Florida for a few days alone, yeah. And I told Dev that she'd be like, "That's fucking weird." It is. And I would agree if Dev told me the same thing. I'd be like, "Why? Who are you going to meet? That's weird." Yeah, <laughs> I don't like Pat. But he doesn't. It, that's the thing is, at least if he had some hobbies or something, then I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe he's meeting family or something." Maybe he's looking uh, at an investment. Maybe other people are going. Yeah, looking at an investment. Uh, I'm gonna go. There's a really cool golf resort. I'm gonna stay at right. for a couple of days. All right. Kind of like we're going on a golf trip, there. right? Sure. There's got to be a reason. You can't say it's for food. Bond me. It doesn't make any sense. No, bon you, buddy. I actually thought, there you go. Nice. I actually thought that Jessel handled this quite well. I think that I she was. Too. I think she was as confused as we were, and yeah, she, she didn't. She didn't even like rip him apart like I expected. She just walked away, and she's like, "You're ridiculous." There's, yeah, there's, I don't understand what's going on here. And he is ridiculous, and I don't understand either. I bet he doesn't actually go. I think he's going to. Really? I think he's we going might not to hear I think about it's it again. Be a big sticking point. No, I think we're going to come back to it. I don't think this is okay. like the last we're going to hear of it. If we but don't the... hear of it, we'll go on his socials and we'll see if he will. I like that. He but definitely the... posted a picture of him with a sandwich. Like, oh. He better have after all that. But my biggest problem is at the end of the conversation, and hopefully this was like a, like a one liner and they cut the rest of it. But she's like, well, I'm here alone. Like, my mom's out of town. What am I going to do? He's like, ah, oh, it's your problem. Yeah. It's your problem to figure out what to do with her two kids who are not easy children to take care of, as we've seen. What do you mean it's your problem? No, no. If you are going to take it upon yourself to fly to Vietnam, which takes a day in itself to get there, but as he says, flying's like a vacation in itself. No, it's not. If you're going to take the time to do that, you need to line up childcare. That's the least you can do yeah. for your wife. And I didn't like that. And hopefully, again, hopefully he was joking there. And like five seconds later, he says, I'm kidding. Like, we'll, we'll get a nanny for the week or something like that. But if that's his actual response, that's horrible. And we need to rethink everything with Pavit and Jessel. And maybe they just need to go their separate ways. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Honestly. I was thinking that too. I'm like, oh, I don't really like this relationship You guys aren't all. doing, yeah, it doesn't doing anything right. great. But let's get to Ang- Um The house is incredible. The house is absolutely incredible. I thought immediately it looked like Greece, and yep. they even pointed that out. It does look like a Greek like cliffside but the house is beautiful and everyone's picking out their rooms. Two things, two big positives once again for Jessel. One, she packs the lingerie, says, I lost some weight. This is cute. Maybe I'll wear it. I love that she has the self-awareness to be like, I fucked that original interaction up. Let me pack the lingerie and like give this another chance here. Yeah. Big, big move forward. She's also 
trying to talk to Jenna a little bit more. Little one-on-one action. You know yep. what she's going to do. This is the move. I know that this already happened, but Jessel, if you're listening, the move is take lingerie out, put it on your bed one night, call Jenna in to have a conversation, and then just oh, see if she there. notices. That's a good idea. Yeah, like you don't even that. have to wear it. But the other, like, yeah, I was thinking about putting this on, but I don't know if it's the vibe tonight, and then just put it away. Boom, That's done. a good, good call. Yep. The, the other positive she gets when there's like someone has to share a room, First one up. I'll yeah. do it. No well, problem. Uba was the first one up. Uba was. Then she agreed. Actually, I think Uba said Jessel will stay with me. Oh, did And Jessel said, yeah, all right, whatever. But the fact but that she didn't put up a plate. Yeah. She's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. I like that. Those are big things, especially when you're coming off as a difficult person to get along with. Mm-hmm. Massive step forward for Jessel. Make so good friends. job. You had a good episode, Jessel. Keep it up. All right. I know I'm going to put my foot in my mouth. I know it's going to happen next nah, week. I think, you're, I think you're okay. We'll see. But this is when the girls are recapping about Jenna and Aaron's giving the rundown of what happened the day prior and or a couple of days before, whatever. And they're talking about how she was going to come down to get a tan because she wanted to get her skin right because she feels insecure around the other ladies. And here's the thing. When you set it up that way, it's really hard to assume you're going down for anything else because that's very personal and nobody's going to question that because yep. that'd be a dick move to question it. However, when you immediately follow it up with, I don't want to fly coach. That's when you're going to get issues with the crew. And I understand from Bryn's standpoint where it's, you know, it's a girl's trip. Part of the trip is everybody traveling together. It's a whole thing. And that's where it's so easy. Had Jenna been like, I'm going a couple of days early. I don't want to fly coach. They would have given her some shit. Yeah. But that would have been the end of I it. I think her wording is the biggest that's issue the problem here. With like everything she does though. Everything she does, it's either too wordy or she does some weird joke that only she gets. Like, I don't understand why she worded it that way. And when she was talking to Aaron, she could have just said. Yeah, you know, I wanted to go down a couple of days early and then go through the whole tan thing, go through the whole skin thing. Okay, great. And then say, you know, and it's a nice plus that it's business class and I don't have to fly coach. Boom, done. Erin might try to still spin that and say, well, I think that the real reason she came down is because she didn't want to fly coach and she found one a couple of days early. But then you can at least combat that a little bit and say, yeah, it was a plus that I didn't have to fly coach, but this is still why I did it. Instead, she decides to make a joke about flying coach versus flying business class, whatever. And then when she starts to explain it, she gets so wordy and starts talking about some dog in Miami and all this other shit that it takes away from all of your credibility. I listed. Just, I actually listed. Sit. Friend got a puppy. Miami. Surgery. Those were the three things that she had yeah. going on. And all you have to say is surgery. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Surgery, Business class. Don't want to fly coach. Period. Why? I just got surgery. Why would I want to fly coach? I'm already uncomfortable. I don't want to be more uncomfortable. That's Boom. It. And Great. you are insecure about being around all the... Uh, yeah, the group is gorgeous. Every woman in this group is beautiful. So are you. Yeah. But and it, you but walk in the room wearing a, a fucking dress that shows off all of your skin. Well, she got... She was tan. But got here's my thing, good. dude. This is where I'm like, okay, well, I feel like you're just setting yourself up to try to look better yeah. because... If that's the case, you've been talking about wearing a burqa on the beach all week. Mm. Even if you did, that's the thing. She's saying, I'm going down early to get my base tan. That was already set in stone. But even after she says that, she's like, but I'm still going to be wearing, like, I'll be fully clothed on the beach. The first instance that we get to see you, you're wearing a dress that hangs very low in the back. Like, it shows off a lot of skin. There's nothing wrong with that. She looks fantastic. But... Have some feel, dude. Your first intro back into the group when they get to Anguilla Guilagula, wear a sweater. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Sell it. You know what? That's I, I, all. That's, just sell that's it. That's where I kind of battle with myself about what Jenna's doing, and I can't tell because she did handle it a lot better than I thought when she got grilled. She's able to brush and she off. smiled about it. And I think even Jessel came over and asked her if she was okay. That was a little rough. And Jenna was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm not a problem in the world. Like, she, it, it's weird. It's almost like she anticipated all of that. Still had that shitty story about Miami and a friend's dog or whatever the hell happens. But it just doesn't make any sense. And I guess maybe, I think she just needs to learn how to be with this group. I think she needs to learn she how to has be with no a idea group what's going of women. On. Yeah, I think that she thought, because uh, this is the parallel that I drew. Up in the Hamptons, Uba came up and gave her a dress and said, you really need to dress like this a little bit better. You're very sexy. You need to show it off. You need to do this, that, and whatever. She 
probably in the back of her head walking in here was like, I feel really good. I feel sexy. I'm going to put this on. I feel great. Maybe these girls would look at me and be like, whoa, Jenna, you look great. Those couple of days were great. Instead, she got the backside. So I think she just kind of has to feel her way through this. That's what I'm saying. But as long as she feel. has the right attitude, I'm okay with it. If she doesn't, yeah, no, as, as long as she doesn't start crying and running away and, and bitching and complaining about things, fine, whatever. You just got to take your medicine, take, right? Yep. Just got to take the medicine. medicine and move on. So that, but I, I think we can throw praise up to all the women in this group because when shit hits the fan, most of them do grin and bear it and move on from yep. it. And I think we saw that again with Jenna. We'll see what happens next week as far as if she actually is upset or not. But I think we'll move on just based we on will what too. we've seen. I think we will too. Yeah. But I, you know, the episode pretty much ends with what we were just voicing. Bryn says, like, we just need Jenna to be honest. Uh-huh. Just be honest. And that, that'll make everything so much easier. You don't have to throw up all these scapegoats and, and cop outs. And even if they're not cop outs, they're going to be scrutinized because of how you're setting them up. Yeah. But it's reunion season once again, and we finished our first season of Atlanta, which we both thoroughly enjoyed. Everybody else seemed to hate it, but we we liked it. I loved this reunion episode as far as entertainment value goes. As far as talking points go, it was a lot of the same thing over and over again from different people. Yeah. Um, So we're going to jump right in, and I'm going to try to highlight some of it. But the first thing that I want to discuss, let's start with Sheree. And Andy calls her out for having some work done. He says, you're glowing. And she says, I was having some problems breathing. So I went ahead and just had my nose done too. Now, if that was the original reason she got her nose done, who knows? No pun intended. Nice. (laughs) Didn't even catch that one. Uh, I almost missed it. But this leads to like the the big face, little face that that continues to happen throughout the episode, and I, I don't know what that was. Big face. I don't think anybody she knew. Was swollen from yeah, she surgery. Was, she kept saying. I thought she was talking to Candy, and she was, was she saying that Candy she, big face. I think she was calling Candy big face, and then later she said, "No, no, no. I meant my big face was swollen, and now it's a little face, and it looks good." Okay, but it, when she was in the moment, I thought she was doing that, and you can see Candy just like really confused about what the hell was going on. And then Andy asked for clarification, and that's when she said, well, yeah, it was swollen, and now it's small. Well, the thing about Sheree that I've noticed throughout this season, and they, they talk about a lot, is she the bone collector or the peacekeeper? And the majority of the group says both. And I yeah. think that's the best way to that's put true. it. Because you see her a lot of the time try to keep the peace, but at the same time, she can't help herself but throw mm-hmm. some shade out there, which is actually part of the reason I really like Sheree. Yeah, I agree. But as they start diving into, like, her season overall, obviously a big talking point is Martell and like Martell and Kenya specifically. And this is where it gets confusing because the way that she's talking and defending Martell and like their relationship, Kenya says that Bob and Martell were cut from the same cloth. And as we know, Bob has a secret daughter named Candace that came out of the woodworks out of nowhere. But that's when Kenny makes like the womanizer comment. She says that Bob and Martell are both womanizers. Sheree's still somewhat defensive of Martell saying that they're not dating, but they still hang out. And apparently Martell has been throwing his dick around Huntsville, Alabama frequently. Yeah. We come to find out. So not great. As not, far as definitely to not him. great, but you can tell a lot by, uh, by Sheree's reaction to that. She didn't seem surprised. No, especially she even when the said something like when we were together, revenge, revenge porn is a, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? It's a felony. Yeah. Can't, can't even bring it up. Shouldn't even bring it up on these reunions. Oh, people are throwing that shit around all willy nilly. That's a good point because we see that in the that was the interview with yeah with Rachel yeah, as well. Brutal. Yeah, Reven- um, yeah it is. A, let's let's reiterate felony. that it is a felony. We are not going to speculate on it. No, we're not even going to talk about it. But you can set like I think Sheree's response was when he's with me and when we're together, everything's good. It's fun. It's great. You know, whatever he does outside of that, I don't really know. And she just kind of trails off. Yeah, she what said, is, so you know that he's doing this. I think that she just liked the companionship. I mean, look, objectively, he's a beautiful man. He is. So he probably is going around Huntsville out of and just giving out dick for free. Big dick energy. That's what he's doing. He's BGE around Huntsville. They could also, it could be arranged. Who the hell knows? She doesn't seem upset about this. She just seems like she knows what was going on and she took it for what it was and moved on and whatever. It's just a deal. We didn't really get like the whole, how did it end? What no. happened here? What happened there? Like, no, no, none of that. It just gets hyper-focused on, and I still do agree, how is it any different that Martel is in Kenya's DMs, but when you're talking about the guy that Marlo went on a date with, who Kenya is now dating, 
How is how is any of that any different? And then Kenya gives the dumbest explanation ever. He was in your DMs because he was uh, commenting on a live. That's not, That's how, not how that works. Nope, we can it's attest to that. not how that works. Any live that goes up, there are thousands and thousands of comments. Mm. If all of them went to your DMs, that would be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. You would just have to burn down the entire Instagram, just get rid of it. But that's what bugs me about Kenya when she is defending herself, right? She she will say whatever when she's going after another castmate. Yeah. And she seems to have evidence to her points. I'm not even going to say that she makes stuff up all the time. She is, she'll bring receipts and she'll give good yeah, examples. Like there were missing DMs from Martel to her that he right. absolutely unsent. Without a doubt. But my point here is. When you go to defend yourself, don't just make things up. No. Don't just make things up because we all, like, that's what's crazy in a time where we have, everybody has social media. Everyone knows how to use social media. You're not going to pull the wool over our eyes here. No. We like, understand how lives work. He slid into your DMs. Roy slid in to Marlo's DMs. They went, went on, on a date. date. That, that happened. It's yeah. okay. It, it is. It's okay. It's completely okay. I just think that Kenya is all offense, no defense. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's a really good point. And then... Jumping right off of that, they're starting to bring up Kenya's divorce not being over. And this was one of the funnier receipts I think I've ever seen because she starts throwing out, I guess there's contempt charges now, which is true. I saw an article about that. But her husband's trying to bring her up on contempt charges, saying that they put Brooklyn in a bad situation when Marla was kicking the door. And we commented on that when it happened. Like, yeah, that sucked to see that Brooklyn was in there. But she says that Marlo got subpoenaed. She goes, yeah, well, like she pretty much serves her. Like, yep. a, like a I thought I thought it was a full on serving. I did too. I was like, wow, you got served. Like, wow, two servings in one year. She it's pulls crazy. it out and hands it to Andy. And I didn't know what the reaction. And they cut to commercial. I'm like, oh my god, what's yeah. it gonna be? It's a be like it's if you and I went to Google right now or Bing. Shout out Bing. Shout out Bing. <laughs> and looked up subpoena paper and printed it. Pretty much. No, not pretty much. That's exactly Literally, yeah. That's exactly and what And then it is. I her even her cover up was, Oh, I printed out the wrong thing. It's like, no, you didn't. You didn't print out anything. There's nothing there. No, it's a blank subpoena. Yeah. That holds no it's weight. Ridiculous. It holds absolutely no weight. But she said that she's gonna be a, a witness for me, which honestly, hopefully Marlo is where she could at least clear that up. And I don't think Marlo would be vindictive enough to be like, no, I'm not going to be a witness for you in that. Because she can say like, yeah, we were filming a show. The only way that she wouldn't is if Kenya keeps running her mouth about this and keeps going after Marlo. Yeah, that's a you good point. You can't paint somebody who could be a positive witness for you in a negative light. Why would Marlo want to take the stand for you to help you out when you're being an asshole to her? Well, I agree with that. It doesn't make any sense. The flip side of that is Kenya's talking about Marlo's relationship with her ex, Mark. I guess not her ex, her current husband, yeah. Mark. And I'm confused about that, too. And it's also interesting because Marlo seems to now have a relationship with Ralph after the fact. Is she, like, does she wheel and deal to try to get the dirt? Like, that's what I, I truly think that she does. I mean, it could also just be negative allegations that are just getting thrown around. They showed the clip of her with Kenya's husband, and she does seem rather comfortable. I'm not saying anything's going on like that. I'm just saying, to Marlo's character, I don't know. I could see her yeah. being like, I'm I mean, I get a little dirt. Like, I could see half of this cast doing something like that, though. They're always looking for a little bit of dirt. They're always looking for a little bit of a leg up on somebody whenever they get into an argument. I think the best part about all of these arguments is they will yell and scream over each other and just keep going back and forth with crazy insults, and then they'll both laugh it off. Yeah. They both sit down and they both laugh it off. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm actually kind of bummed if they reboot it that we're not going to get like the follow-up to some of this next season, so I'm curious what they're going to do because... For all intents and purposes, it was a good reunion episode, but the next thing they're talking about, it's it's kind of Sheree versus Candy, and I didn't know that these two were at odds as much as they were. Neither did I. Like, I thought they were okay. I didn't think, I didn't think they were friends, but I didn't I think that they, they were, were fine. Yeah. Not to the point where Candy's calling her a low-down, nothing-ass bitch, which is a, a new favorite line of mine. I'm going to start calling you that. But they keep going in, like, back and forth and back and forth, and to one-up Candy, we get She News. Which, which is, is fucking hilarious. Amazing. And I, I wish that we had a copy of She News. It even looked like laminated or just it like really good. Awesome. Like, it's stock. such a funny thing. And like, I love how prepared Sheree came because everybody comes with their, with their envelopes, right? Kenya whips out this little piece of paper that has nothing on it that she just pulled out from nowhere that was in some weird envelope. Sheree has a full thing going on. We're going to get more next episode older. too. She's got so much shit going on there. It looks awesome. There's so many different things in there. She rips... All the ladies' fashion choices throughout the year. She rips all of Candy's restaurants. She throws in negative headlines. It is so well put together. 
that even Candy was laughing at it. I mean, you had to laugh at yeah. it, but it's, it is interesting. And this is what I think happened. I think that Sheree watched the season in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Saw the behind the scenes of Candy. And like Candy's MO for, at least as far as we know her watching the season, she'll say a lot of like little comments in the confessionals. Like she'll throw a dig here, a jab that they don't feel like overly mean or no, aggressive not or anything. All, yeah. It's just like a little dig. It's just Candy. But it seems like those got saved up by Sheree because she gets so sensitive about she by Sheree. And she's always defensive of, you know, it being a legitimate company and all that shit. This she knew was aimed pretty much directly at Candy. The first six pages are at Candy's restaurants mm. and all the bad headlines that they've gotten. Yeah. And then the last two pages are aimed at Tags, her store, and yeah. saying, like, this is being sold for nine seventy five, and at your store it's for $65. It's like, well, we don't know the parameters. It could be, like, a, what's those, what, a consignment store. Yeah, it, the other it, it one could be anything. Knows. But. It is nice that she finally gives Drew her bag, uh, her She by Sheree bag, because that was a whole thing. And this is when we get into what this episode was mainly about, and that's Drew. And this is what the season was about, was Drew. But the first topic is The Pass, the movie that she did with Candy and Todd. And I'm glad that the first thing they brought up about it was the lifetime or above thing. Because this movie's on Peacock right now. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's, you know, Oscar-worthy. But it wouldn't gonna... be on Peacock if it wasn't tied to candy, though. Absolutely not. No, yeah. but it doesn't matter. No. Because it is on Peacock. Yeah. Like, there's going to be, hopefully, residuals and stuff like that. There's going to be kickbacks from this movie. In my mind, Peacock, direct to Peacock, is lifetime adjacent. I would say so. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that, yeah. that seems like the same thing to me. And I don't understand, still, why Drew would take that shot at candy when she's doing her a favor, putting her in her movie. like that Yeah, I, that's me. still kind of the same type of thing that we saw with Heather. It's just, they think that they're so much higher up than they are. You're on a reality TV show. Yes, you're on for you know 15 weeks a year. There's all this shit going on. It's a huge show that a lot of people watch, but it says absolutely nothing to your acting career. No. Legitimately nothing to your acting career. So the whole scapegoat of, well, my agent was going through offers that I got, and she just threw that one out because it was only 10K. And then Todd gave me a call the next day and said, hey, you know, what's going on? Do you want to do this movie with us? I don't know if you saw the offer, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I wanted to do it because, yeah, I just wanted to do it as a friend. But, you know, 10 days to shoot an entire movie is pretty rough. And I just don't think that I could do that again because usually I get a lot more money than that. What do you mean usually you get a lot more money than that? What have you done? Nothing. And she also said... You can't akin it to... You being, you know, 16 years old on a on a Disney show or something, like, that doesn't make any sense. That's 20 years ago. It's just not how that works anymore. You can't get paid the same way. It's not like all of a sudden your rate goes up with inflation over the last 20 years. No. It's just not. You're you getting do a, stuff. She's doing you a good favor. There's no way that you would have been in this movie or had anything like this movie that would be on Peacock now if you weren't on this show. Just take it. Say that you're doing a favor to a friend, and that's fine. When in reality, she's doing a favor for you. What that's, I guess that's what the way I look at it is. Candy did her a favor. Yes. Todd did her a favor, not vice versa. Drew seems to think, look, Drew, you had a good year as far as your career goes. Mm-hmm. You're singing again. like Your music video's out there. You got an acting role. You got the lead in the movie. All positives. Chalk that up to a win. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. That doesn't make any sense to me ever. But this is what leads into drama between Kenya and Drew and... When Kenya saw the disparaging remarks that Drew made about Kenya's acting career while she was watching the season, she tweeted something out about it, dragging Drew's career, saying, like, you know, when your career was dead in the water, like, I didn't say shit about you, which is partly true. But if you look back during the season, Kenya was talking shit about Drew's production for her music video, saying that it was like a dollar store production, pretty much, or a knockoff Beyonce video, whatever. That's the same thing, and this is what drives me nuts with Kenya. This is why everyone's like, why don't you like Kenya? You guys are so hard on Kenya. Because of the double standards, because of the hypocrisy. It is the same thing. You shit on her, she shit on you. It's the same exact thing, just because you got your feelings hurt more, maybe, or I don't know. But she I don't did know. at least kind of apologize. Sort of. She, she said it was meant to be in jest, which I do think it was meant to be in jest. I don't. I think that, well, I, I think that Kenya does a lot of things in jest, but it doesn't mean that they're not mean. I don't think like you see, can't you can't make difference. a joke at somebody's expense. And I then... think that she leans. I do think she makes a lot of jokes, but I also think that she leans on the I was joking thing when she was not more right. so than other people. But moving on from that, we start to dive into the Latoya situation. And Candy says that she let it go originally. So we saw that little clip of Candy's show and she was talking to Drew and or sorry, she was talking to Latoya, I guess, about the kiss. And she said, you know, I thought I saw it. If I didn't see it, maybe I was wrong. 
And we all saw that at home and went, oh, well, maybe it didn't happen. Candy then goes on to say, like, no, it happened. I know it happened. I did that to smooth it over to just move past it. Makes sense. That does make sense. And I trust Candy. But when we start to dive into it a little bit more, right, and Marlo starts to question things, and then Candy's like, I know for a fact that it happened. When we start going through it, nobody actually did see them kiss. At least that's what I got from them. They saw their faces close, sure. Mm -hmm. They saw arms around each other, sure. Now, do I think that this is a big deal? I do not. Do I think that it takes this level of investigation to try to get to the bottom of this? I really don't. I think that it's like a ho-hum, whatever. Did they kiss? Didn't they kiss? I don't know. But there's no permanent, like, there's no, like, actual, yes, I saw, like, mouth to mouth. Yeah, and again, it could have just been completely avoided if Drew didn't make such a big deal out of it. But the other part is that she lies all the time. And she then does. She lies all the time. But again, you and I are sitting here saying it's not that big of a deal. Originally, when they brought it up, everybody said, oh, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Like, we just thought you kissed. We were joking. It was just, like, for fun in mm -hmm. the middle of this conversation when we were talking about that trip. You could have downplayed it then and not made it such a big deal. But because you harped on it episode after episode after episode and you were going after Courtney, who's supposed to be your family, and now everybody lo loves to say pretty much what we said all season – you met her yesterday. She's not your fucking family. Yep. Move on. Who gives a shit? But you go back to that, and now all of a sudden you're condemning her, who you said was your cousin, and now you're going after her because she said bitch over and over, and like that's a whole thing now. It just didn't make any sense. You could have just left it alone, and it would have gone away. Yeah, which, by the way, Courtney doesn't do herself any favors. She will bury herself, Oh yeah. she did towards the end of the season. Like She started off shit. She had a good midterm because mm -hmm. she didn't do much. And then ended terribly. Like yeah. She is the villain of the season pretty clearly. Everyone else just had their own beef with each other. But I, I think Courtney is who you would tag like the actual season villain. Probably Ralph, actually. <laughs> oh, I mean, Ralph. Yeah, Ralph. <laughs> Ralph and Courtney. But again, there you go. Like the Ralph and Ralph's quote unquote cousin are the problem. But it's just interesting because every like tie within this group seems to be severed. Like mm -hmm. Drew and candy are completely at odds to the point where drew's like i understand now why ralph left i you probably gaslit him and she questioned her sister's mental illness because she's like you lie all the time to the point where i don't know if this is true until she got proof from allison herself yeah for somebody to say that they don't believe you about a mental illness until they see that person in person is a scathing indictment of who you are. Like, that's a scathing indictment of your character. And that's when Drew's like, what have I lied about? What have I lied about? It's like, you go through, even this past season, there's examples. And clearly from seasons that we haven't seen, this is not the first time we've heard that Drew is a liar, but she ends her shit with Candy and goes, I just want to know if we're cool now. Fuck no. <laughs> not even kind of. You guys are not cool. Because of what has just transpired on this stage, you're probably not okay now. No. Because you had a chance to rescind you shitting on her movie. You doubled down. You had a chance to smooth things over with her. You did not. But let's finish this up. Let's tie a bow on it with Ralph and Courtney. All right. So we find out the connection that Courtney has to Ralph. It's her dad's sister, a.k.a. your aunt. I love that. I Every time. I know. That happens in every fucking show, and I, I never I understand. Why is that a trope? Why is that a Bravo trope? Know. Just say your aunt. Yeah. Your aunt is married to Ralph's uncle. There is no blood. Nope. There is no real relation. And here's where my theories start coming in. Okay, we talked about Tampa during the news earlier. Mm -hmm. Am I going to sit here and make a bold claim such as Ralph is hooking up with his cousin? No. Damn, I thought you Could were. Could I see that being true? Absolutely. fucking okay, All right. <laughs> Lean into it. Go bold claim. I did. I thought that was like me setting it up. Ah, that was half-assed. Look, I could definitely see Ralph strikes me as the person that would like look at Courtney and be like, damn, like I want to like make this work, whatever. I want to like find my way in Would there. explain why she's around so much. I'm just saying, if you look, you start to piece things together. Again, it's a bold claim. I get it, but not really because they're only related like halfway through marriage, kind of. Like she's the Second unverifiable cousin. I don't even think that's. I don't know what. There's the... a removal in there. I think when there's no. Twice once removed. Sure. Who gives a shit, though? But could I see that being a thing? Absolutely. Like there's no doubt in my mind that, that could be a thing. There's no doubt in my mind because not even for really what Courtney's doing, although she is standing up for Ralph a lot more. And again, that still Why? goes to that's that weird. It still goes to the weird family thing that makes no sense. But also because Ralph's a huge scumbag. He's a huge so scumbag. Course, yeah, that could So immediately happen. my head goes there. And then when you say things like we became fast and furious cousins, yep. you know where my head immediately goes? I'm like, oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> family. 
You guys, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Family. Family. Corona. Corona. Family. But it is good news to see Sonia is four months pregnant, I believe. Four yeah, she said pregnant. she's due around Christmas. Christmas Day, she said she's yeah. due. So that's amazing. Good for her and Ross. We love to see that. I'm glad they're doing well. Um, obviously, after sharing a very traumatic miscarriage with us, the audience, and the world, it's nice to see that they are on the come up. So good for them. But it ends with a lot of question marks. And we get... Courtney defending Ralph to Drew, which is wild to me. It's absolutely mm-hmm. wild that she is now on Team Ralph when she doesn't, like you said, there's no involvement there. That's when I start to question things. I'm like, how close are you guys? I guess the same could be said about the other side. There's no involvement with her and Drew. Drew's been an asshole to her, so why would she defend Drew? Right. Defending Ralph because Ralph's nice to her? I don't, I don't, don't, just I'm not, don't get I'm not, involved. I'm not condoning any of it. No, I'm no, just I saying, know. you know, but she, of course she's going to get involved because she's on the show and she wants to have a spot next year. I understand that, but like as you start to dive into all of Drew's shit, like the question marks, is she dating Ty Young? Did she have a thing with Ty Young? She says that she was a crush on set. Could that have been blown up because of Ralph and Courtney? Yeah, that makes a whole lot of yeah. sense to me if you have those two idiots on the sideline, like, oh, like Drew's doing all this nonsense. like Although it seems like it's not. I mean, there's tabloid pictures either. of the two of them out together still. If it was just an onset crush, you're not still hanging out with that person alone. But I clubs. guess the speculation from Courtney and the way she's going about it, especially with that quote-unquote off-camera moment that we got where she's like, yeah, like adopt the kids so that she can go hang out with a gay lover. Like, fucking horrible thing to say. Yeah. And I'm glad, you know, Drew pissed me off this reunion, honestly, because she really didn't take a whole lot of accountability, which she hasn't really all season. And she's in a position where she's kind of slighted. If you, not kind of, like Ralph is a yeah. monster. Yeah, yeah. So you could have came into this much more like peaceful and much more calm instead of trying to defend yourself to Candy and then burning that bridge with Candy. This last instance, like, I'm glad at least she dragged Courtney for talking shit about her kid. Like, that's fucked up. The adoption thing is fucked up. Courtney is the sleeper villain of the year, honestly. Could be. Honestly, could be. I mean, we're going to have to see because next week it looks like Ralph is coming out, which is going to be wild. I, I can't. The fact that he's even there is crazy. And then they're going to have Drew perform in the middle of the reunion. Really? Which apparently she just walks away and starts crying from. Whoa. I don't know. It's just the whole fucking... It, the fact that we're only getting two episodes is wild. They're going to have to put together a lot of things next week. Hopefully we're really in for it and we have a ton to talk about because really what we're talking about now is just speculation and a lot of speculation. the way that people handle arguments and did they burn a bridge here because it's something they said. And it's really tough like content-wise to cover all of it. Like I said, or actually like you said in the beginning of the review, it was wildly entertaining. It was really fun to watch, but we didn't get any new information. We just got some hatchets being buried and some hatchets being uncovered and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's a good that's, way to you know, it. Hopefully next week's a little bit more core to what we've been dealing with all season. We get some answers. That takes us to the question portion of the show from Daria PNG. Is Carl a coward? That's the first one I read too. Why Why is Carl a coward? We don't know. Here's my thing about the Carl Lindsay stuff. We have no idea what's transpired on either side. It's really interesting to see on both sides, people jumping to everybody's defense and dragging the other person when we do not know like, we have inklings and rumors on this side of it. Like, Shooter and I, we get to hear, like, a couple of things that you guys don't. But that being said, when I tell you that there's stuff coming from both parties, we really don't know what happened. Like, we don't know. I have no from. idea. I, I've heard that it's amicable. I've heard there was cheating. I've heard that everything was put on display on the show. I've heard that crazy. the mom is the reason there's, that they... Yeah, it's... Uh, there's a lot of speculating, so... The show one kind of bothers me a little bit because I'm worried that they're drumming up ratings by doing something on the show and then we're going to watch and we're not going to get any of the story, really. That's fair. I don't know. I think they... I don't know. I, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, but I... No, I, no, I don't no, think, I don't think it's a coward. <laughs> I think there's not enough evidence to, to point at anybody. From Mr. Jared Barnes, our friend Jared, you think low ratings and reboot rumors made the ladies put on this reunion performance? Mm, possibly. No, I think, I mean, this is actually exactly what I expected from an Atlanta reunion. Um, kind of all over the place, but wildly entertaining. I feel like next week we'll get a little bit more answers and it'll be a little more pointed. But for the most part, I think it's just going to be wildly entertaining once again. So I don't really think any of them are putting on a show necessarily, except for maybe Courtney. But yeah. again, this is like her first reunion, so you never really know what to expect from a newbie. I feel like everybody else was kind of their own person. They didn't really jump out at me. 
No, it just, again, it was not a lot to discuss, but really entertaining TV. Moving on uh, from B... Oh, man. It's either Beager MS or B-Germs. B-E-A-G-E-R-M-S. Bay Germs. Bay Germs. Bay Germs. Thoughts on Bryn criticizing Jenna for not sharing her life when we have not seen her house. Um, I think Bryn shared more than enough of her life to criticize Jenna for not sharing hers. There's more to life than the physical things that you own. Wow. Bee germs. Bee germs. Shooters <laughs> got deep on you. From Jen Robles. Uh, this is just a funny one. Never watched the old Roni. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, there's a follow-up to that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there is. She oh. absolutely loves the new Roni. Was tired of the old hags. JK. JK. But I really never watched the old Roni. Okay. No. No, that's not as fun. Jessica Brandberry, and this is a good one. Did Shooter ever see Barbie? And that brings me to my final point. Barbenheimer, we need to pick a date. I don't know if these movies are still in theaters. They are. They are. So when do you want to go? Uh, Ideally, probably during vacation would have been a great time to do it. I needed you to coordinate (laughs) with me. Um, Let's say next week. Loosely next week. Loosely next week or the week after. All right, so get your last-minute applications in. I'll be reaching out to a few people to let you know that you've been not selected, but you're in the running. Yep. And then we will make a decision. Whittle it down. I will not lie. I've had so much going on in like end of summer. I totally forgot. Yeah. No. But we, we don't settle down anymore. in the fall and we watch our TVs because football's back. Football's back, baby. And guess what? For the next, hopefully until February, you are going to hear the Eagles theme song in every fucking episode. 22 weeks. Starting on Friday. I'll, I'll give you a reprieve today. But after that, fly, Eagles, fly. You got anything else? Nope. All right. Go, birds. Bye.